Hello everyone, I am Sophia Ring, SP Saturn the Seventh, and you are watching Anime Egotists. Enjoy! And welcome back to the Anime Egotists, where we enjoyed Batman. Yeah. Batman's cool. That's all I got. Batman's cool. Yeah, I assumed you were going to tell us which one, but they're yeah, I guess they're all kind of cool. A good, a, good, a good amount of all of them. Um, especially the animated series. But anyways, my name's Alex, and full disclosure, sometimes these intros are just off the top of my head. I can tell, and I'm Richard. That is correct. And when it comes to anime, there are, we've talked about best villains, worst villains, villains who should have died or lived, all that sort of stuff. But sometimes we feel bad for villains. Exactly. They, a lot of times villains are the best part of a story. They express stuff that normal the normal hero can't express and other things like that. Yeah. Not only that, but sometimes there are villains who we think, what would have happened if things had went a little differently? Or maybe they could have been saved in some way. And that's what we're here to talk about. The anime villains who could have, could have, or in some cases, should have become heroes at the end of the day. Exactly. So, do you want to start us off this time? Sure, let's go for it. Alright. We might have some crossover because we didn't talk really talk about that, but I decided to go for a little different. From Yugi, the original Yu-Gi-Oh! series, Rex Raptor. Okay. Now, some of you might be thinking, well, Rex Raptor isn't really a villain. Um, he, he kind of was. He joined up with the society, not the Society of Light, uh, the Orichalcos losers, and <laughs> he joined up with them, and he kind of had the reasoning of, oh, everybody forgot about me, despite the fact I don't think I've ever seen this dude win a card game on screen. I don't know. Just based on the games and based on the manga, it, they always emphasize, sure, he's egotistical and tyrannical, but he plays fair. He actually kind of seemed like a friend to the group in some ways. And in the video games, they kind of treat the player character as you're kind of his best friend in some ways. It's not specifically said, but it's kind of like he gets along with you really, really well. Like I said, he didn't nearly cheat all that much. I found him oddly hilarious at times, and especially because I love dinosaur decks and Yu-Gi-Oh!, well, I don't know. I just, I think Rex wasn't all that bad. So maybe he could have had like a little moment where he saved the day, even if it's just a goofy comedic episode, something like that. Yeah, I could, I could see Rex being one. I, I could definitely see him more than Weevil being a, because they're, they were always partnered in the anime. I could definitely see Rex being more like if there was a moment where they, I don't know, like if they had had a moment where it's like, if you hold up a card, you can summon the monster and help us defeat the big bad at the end of one of the seasons, then have him actually be a part of it, then that would have been nice, I think. Yeah, not to mention in Duel Links, whenever there's a quiz going on, Joey's always struggling, because he's like, I think better with my instincts, not with my brain. And Rex is like, me too! Hey, Joey, we finally have something in common! And then they get mad at Mako for ditching them, because he's actually good at these. Ah, that is... Fun. I mean, speaking of that, I mean, I started playing it again, so that's. I need to create a dinosaur deck in there. I don't have. I don't think I've done one yet. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. But Rex, not the craziest answer, but I thought it was something different. I always, I always had a soft spot for Rex Raptor. Yeah, I, I liked him. I. 
I could see him as a, uh, like, uh, how to put it? He he kind of runs in, does something. He's a, like a Yajirobe character and could have done that, where he's not a main hero, but he comes in at one moment and saves the day and then disappears. Something like that. All right. Well, since you did your Yu-Gi-Oh, I'll do the one I picked for Yu-Gi-Oh. Also from the original series, Arcana. Okay. So he's got actually a pretty tragic backstory and I double checked it and apparently it is from the manga and story as well where uh, he was the best magician in like all of France or something and then or all the world or something and then ended up getting uh, one of his tricks failed he gets horrifically disfigured he pushes away the love of his life and then uh, only to realize that he really does love her and it's too late and that's what turns into uh, working with Merrick. So I could have seen him have a redemption arc in the... I forgot what the name of this arc is. It's the one that Yu-Gi-Oh! Bridge is in now. It's I know it's a filler arc, but I could have seen him the coming Grand back. The Grand Prix? Yeah. He could have come back in that arc as a... Just as a... Not an antagonist, but just another duelist. And But he's kind of discovery trying to rediscover his life as an actual person especially to mention with that arc there were so many no, no name duelists like a guy with a monkey and as little creepa <laughs> calls him barack lesnar and a bunch of other <laughs> stuff we didn't really need all of those characters if anything it kind of could have been like the pokemon coronation series bring back some duelists have some fun with it and mm -hmm. I, I know I haven't been the nicest to Arcana, but when I saw him like begging and pleading, like when it looked like he got his like lover back at the end, like right before he got sent to the Shadow Realm, I legit kind of felt bad for the guy. I was like, he doesn't deserve it. It's not to mention he could also do something with the old Dark Magician that I think Yugi still has. And maybe he doesn't beg for the card back, but maybe Shoki's changed and Yugi says, hey, and costs him the card back and maybe mm -hmm. he apologizes for it. Yeah, I, I, as I said, I, I don't want to, I don't think he should be a big part of a series, but I think this filler arc would have been a perfect time for him to come back and get his kind of redemption. He's discovers that he's not that, uh, that he's got other purposes. He has a will, a willingness to live and he will rediscover his life. Yeah. yeah. Plus, plus if he ever showed up again, we could give him a whole bunch of different, a whole bunch of different dark magician cards. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many that were never shown in the anime, as far as I'm aware, so... Yeah, but I can co-sign on to that. Alright, your next one? Okay, this... The Kihetai, the Kihetai from Gintama. Okay. This is where things get kind of complicated, because the Kihetai was formed by Takasugi, who was one of Gintoki and Katsura's old, like, war buddies, who, like I said, he turned to the dark side basically because he thought life was meaningless and everybody should die. But at the same time, though, in his redemption arc, Takasugi basically says, you know what, I'm going to fight for what's right and I'm going to turn things around. And his main henchman, Bonsai, decided to go with him. But the other two kind of stayed on their own and it always kind of made me sad. Had. I don't remember the name of one of them, except everybody keeps calling him a lollicon, which I don't really want to get into. But he had this girl named Batoko, and I always felt bad for her because she was fiercely loyal to Takasu to, 
to Takasugi. And I was like, you know, if she's that loyal to him, it kind of would have made more sense if she had gone with them. Like, if they had all made a face turn of sorts. Are they terrorists? Sure, but anime characters have done much worse and we've forgiven them for it. Vegeta has blown up planets and we still find a way to like him. But mm-hmm. I don't know, just some sense of camaraderie because even when even when Bonsai and Takatsuki eventually do have their redemption moment, it's always was met with kind of sadness because the other two members of their group just never turned with them. And before we could even see if it would happen, Bonsai ends up dying in an admittedly pretty badass fashion. But I know they're not the most likable villains, but just some sense of family and camaraderie. I don't know. I thought it would have been cool. Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's always weird when anime does a part of an evil group turns good, but the other part doesn't, or... uh doesn't really reappear at all and that it's like okay well what happened to all these other named characters that you were like best friends with like 30 minutes ago and now you're friends with us but hate them i think it may have been a case of matoka was like you know you you, you're just you're hallucinating like you don't actually believe this they twisted you somehow so i'm gonna keep going on our mission but i don't know i always kind of felt like deep down maybe she could have seen him the end Maybe things could have worked out, especially considering she was kind of her interactions with the main cast was kind of hilarious because they kept forgetting her name. Oh, so she was a um, a butch kind of character. Yeah, except they they the way they said her name at times they had to censor it, and that's what really got her annoyed. <laughs> okay, but uh, yeah, I just think they'd be cool. I think if you when you ever do give Gintama a chance, I think you're gonna love Bonsai. He's really cool. Yeah, I may give it a shot soon. I'm currently watching a Persona 5's anime and just to get through the series, so I know at least what you're talking about with that. Okay, that that is interesting. So, all right. So my next one is Kaldoa from Fairy Tale. So this one's on the list because let me just. Kaldoa is a staff that's part of an evil guild. Like, literally, he's a staff, but he's got a consciousness. Um, and he's part of an evil guild called Orashian Seis. And while the leader of the guild ends up uh, pretty much uh, getting taken away and all that in the end, the rest of the guild escapes and becomes a um kind of an anti-hero guild they uh they realize the error of their ways and grow caldo is killed off in the series so um by the evil guild master and it's one of those that i really wish he had had a chance to be part of the um the redemption like all the others like because only the the really only bad, bad person was the leader of the guild, and that they make it a big deal of that, and that the others are all trying to make up for their past misdeeds. What do you mind telling our audience what this character looks like? It's literally a staff with a skull on the top, and the skull can talk. Okay, not all right. I because I tried <laughs> spelling it when you looked up because I wanted to see what you were talking about, and I had no idea how to spell it, so I kind of just had to wing it. But I found hey, it. Okay, yeah, yeah, he's. 
he's actually kind of funny because he's a bit of a coward, but I, I really would have wished he would have been part of the redemption arc, like the rest of the guild. It would have been a nice complete saga. And then him being a magic, um, a thinking magic item would have been kind of a cool addition. Would he have joined um, the fairy tale guild or would he have? No, there's um. Which sorcier or something? I think is I can't remember. It, it's sorcier. It's something sorcier, and I think it, it's either wizard or witch or something along those lines. And it's the we were former evil wizards, but now we're trying to make up for it. Kind of thing is their whole mentality of this of this guild. So he, okay. that's where I would have wanted him. Out of all the characters of fairy tale, I've never seen this character before in my life or heard about them. But I guess I have to co-sign. A lot. Fairy tale has a lot of the bad guys become good guys, so he's one of the few that doesn't. So that has a reason who could reasonably turn good. Yeah, I, I can understand that though. Okay, just a heads up: Are there any Dragon Ball characters on your list? Yes, but one. Yeah. Okay. Well, one right. group. I'll, we'll talk about it. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna pick my Dragon Ball character, but I'm gonna go with a different character, Robata from Lycoris Recoil. Okay. Honestly, Ro Robata's story is basically he claims to be the number one hacker in the world. We never see his face because he has a giant robot head on him, and he basically helps the bad guy Majima throughout the whole series. Honestly, look, he was kind of a jerk, but at the same time. One, he was he was pretty funny at times, and two, well, it never really felt like he was doing this to be malicious. It felt more like he's doing this because if I don't, the bad guys will kill me. Not to mention, he had a rivalry with the main cast other ha main cast hacker Kurumi, and I thought I thought they had some really good. Let me put it to you this way: the way they talked about each other always made it seem like their interactions would be funny, but they never interacted with each other all that much. So, I don't know. I feel like, I'm not going to, again, too many spoilers about it, but I feel like at some point he should kind of think, you know, maybe the good guys will protect me? Or just, just a case of, I don't need to be a coward all the time. I can stand up for myself, and maybe that can be his redemption arc of sorts. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've... So, it, it's some... I, I don't know the character, so I'm I'm just trying to make sure I understand him. He's not necessarily a bad guy, but he's being pretty much forced to do what he's told by the main bad guy of the series, and that's part of the arc. And Yeah, yeah, and the, the crazy thing is, it's kind of one of those things where he's still annoying, like, you still would be okay with him getting smacked around and everything, but you'd know if he dies, the show kind of would lose a good character, so just, just in the sense of maybe a redemption arc of sorts. Granted, we've only seen... Only 13 episodes of the show are out, so maybe we'll get that, but I don't know. I, I, I kind of liked him. Okay. I said I don't know the character, so I, I'll just co-sign. Yeah. Is your Dragon Ball character or characters on your list list or your honorable mentions? Because... They're on my list list. Do you mind just getting that out of the way? The Ginyu Force. From yep, alright, I'll delete, I'll delete that. <laughs> They are absolutely the best part of the early part of Fre the Frieza arc slash Namek arc, I guess. 
Um, they they don't feel like well, Ginyu himself feels like a bad guy. I I I'm counting I'm not counting Ginyu as part of the turning good. I'm kind of it's like the Ginyu force that we see there is who I would want to turn good. Honestly, they could probably help him turn good down the line. Possibly, but that I would want like if we were to get a thing, it would be the Ginyu force themselves turn good and would have and join like the Z fighters on Earth. They keep trying to get Vegeta to pose with them. I just I think that would be absolutely hilarious. He just wants nothing to do with it, and they just keep like appearing behind him and pose. I, I could see that. In all honesty, they, like I said, it never felt like they were bad guys, per se. It always kind of felt like they were just doing their jobs. And <laughs> they honestly seemed like they were having fun. And I don't know. Like I said, I did not enjoy their fight versus Tien, Yamcha, and Shoutsu. But maybe they always tried to have a rivalry going with them. Heck, it could show them doing something. Yeah, and it would give them the humans a chance to get stronger at that point because at that point we started seeing the major power creep between the humans and the saiyans and so that has never really been caught up with besides like piccolo and that's about it heck in one of the video games that in dragon ball fusions you can fuse five people together i want all five of the main force fusing together into one person oh god that would be it's got to be Raccoon's intelligence. He's the smartest one of them all. Of course. I'm not sure that I'm not really sure that's a good thing. <laughs> Burger's speed, Raccoon's intelligence, Goldo's psychicness, Ginyu's posing, and Jace's um, Crusher Ball. I was going to say Australianness because then he could survive anything. Oh well, I, that, that that's a fair that's a fair point. But yeah, the Ginyu Force they'd make an excellent kind of rival for. Uh, the humans give them something to strive towards and give us extra Z fighters for the future and some possible interesting arcs with Ginyu coming back as possibly a hero as well, but only yeah. if he had come back as a hero at that point. Yeah, they were on my list, so I had so I had to take them out. I can I have another one in mind, but I want to save it for the end. Okay. All right, so I can go side my next one. Go right ahead. Okay. I want you to hear me out with this one, because it's a Naruto character, and it's a member of the Akatsuki. Okay. Daedara. Okay. I honestly kind of feel like with all the videos we've done, we've never talked about Daedara all that much for how cool he is. But the reason I say he might make a good hero or a good redemption arc of kind, in the stone village where he's from, the the current Tsuchikage from Boruto, whatever, whatever their name is, Mm -hmm. it's, it seemed like she knew him pretty well. It seemed like she was always calling him Big Brother, and she looked up to him in some regards. We never fully got complete confirmation as to what that was. I know we got hints here and there, but I don't know. Maybe a case of, of she kind of finds a way to turn him around in that regard, and he's like, okay, they're probably going to deactivate me since I'm about to break out. So here's what I'm going to do. And maybe this is when he blows himself up like he did with Sasuke. Except this time he actually, like, you know, gets the job done. I could see that. Of the Akatsuki, he really feels... Of the ones that didn't have a redemption arc, he feels like the one most likely to uh, turn to the good side. Because... Kakazu, yeah, no, he's too evil. Um, God, who else was 
there. Um, Hedon is uh, worships an evil god, so there's like no way he's going to turn good. Um, Kisame, yeah, he just likes beating people up too much. I think Kisame could have worked, but I want to go with Deidara because it, it, we just don't talk about him that much. Yeah, that would be an interesting one, and just to make sure, you're saying that he would turn good like as a corpse? Like in the resurrection part, or... I guess so, that could work too. Honestly, I just went with that because that was more of a concrete idea. Maybe in one way they could have turned him around, they could have turned him around at some point like before he died, because I always thought his death was just one of... Look, him dying wasn't the problem, but just the way they went about it and how useless they made him feel, that always bothered me, and it bothered a lot of other people, for what I can tell. So, I don't know. Maybe he'd survive. Maybe instead of blowing himself up at that moment, like he's still helping during the war, but then the other girl's like, hey, you're like my big brother, however she describes him. And then he decides, okay, I got this. Pay attention to my art. And that's when he does it. Yeah, I could see it being like, yeah, he's definitely an interesting character. And besides the, her, the what is it, the Kazakagi retrieval mission, he's kind of not used well after that. It, that first part, he's heavily used and it's very interesting. So yeah, I could see him being a, either sacrificing himself, giving him a good moment in the, as a, one of the resurrected or as a if he had survived let's say he he sacrificed his arm or something to escape and that was and survived so i could see that yeah yeah especially since his jutsu was awesome it was just a bunch of explosions but it, <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like you know it's very simple but it's explosions we've talked about before people doing about people doing live action anime movies you can't tell me michael bay would love data around it would be, it'd be Datera, a Naruto story. Works for me. Produced by Michael Bay. Works for me. At this point, it works for me. <laughs> he would do a great job with the action scenes for it. But yeah, I like Datera. Maybe you could have given him a little more to do. So a hero arc could have worked. Yeah. All right. My next one. Go for it. So this is my Naruto character. And... And that's Zabuza. We've talked about him a lot before, but he could have easily had a... I, I really thought about this for a while, and I really think it would have been really cool had he survived Haku's death and Naruto's Takanojutsu fixes him, or makes him change. He returns to the Hidden Mist Village, and I'm not saying I don't like the... Oh god, what's her um the female Mitsukage who's uh scared or scared about being not married? Oh, May? May. But have Zabaza be the Mitsukage at that point. He took yeah. he returned to the village and became the strongest shinobi there. Uh, I, I like May, but I, I kinda do I then, then again I feel conflicted because Naruto female characters are only given so much. But mm -hmm. honestly, Zabaza's just way cooler. Yeah, but with Zabuza, if he was in, ended up as the leader, I just I think that would be a nice circle. He like the whole and giving him a reason to reform is to make up for the fact that they killed. Uh, oh God, I 
uh, Haku. Haku's character's clan. <laughs> yeah. Then again, we also kind of talked about maybe he goes back to the village, but he has his own group of Genin taking the tuning exam or something like that. Yeah, that could be as interesting as well. I just Zabuz is one of those interesting characters that, and imagine the emotion that we could have gotten in the war arc with him having to fight Haku. Yeah. I do think, though, at some point, he would probably have to die. I I could see that. It could be, like, I could see it in that war, in the war arc. He, and, he comes up against Haku and can't fight Haku, and Haku, but because he's being controlled, runs him through or something. Yeah, but we still get a scene of him fighting people with the kunai in his mouth, with his arms completely out of commission. <laughs> I could see that. Like, someone seals away Haku, he proceeds to destroy the White Setsu army and then falls in their midst or something. Yeah, and, and they could still do the whole thing of, I don't think I'm going to the same place as you, Haku, but then Z Kakashi's like, maybe you will. The one, only other thing that I would really love is, well, two things. One, if he had more techniques, or like we saw more techniques out of him in that regard, mm -hmm. or he and or and he had a begrudging rivalry with Guy over which one of them was Kakashi's main rival. And then him and Guy have to work together for a mission, and Guy gives if Zabuza the tights. And Zabuza puts him on thinking that Kakashi likes him and then goes, oh. Or he just or he or it's a little fantasy of him posing with it, and he's just like, no, I'm I'm good. And he just cuts the tights in half and guy starts crying about it. Oh, that is this this is like the perfect character to do this sort of list for he was the first one i put on my list i can understand that plus plus just him there's a lot with zabuza they could have done i want to drone on too long about it but yeah i can co-sign on to that all right ready for honorable mentions let's do it all right pokemon evil teams okay I feel like a lot of the times with evil teams in the Pokemon anime, they're just sort of like, oh, well, their leader's done, or their leader got arrested, or their leader seemingly died, and uh, everybody else gets arrested. I, I don't know. It feels like they don't do it too often of, hey, these groups are actually going to try and reform themselves. Like, I feel like the main group of people who tried doing it were like, maybe Team Aqua and Team Magma, but they didn't. <laughs> We, we stopped caring about the um, after they disappeared. In fact, in their case, we kind of stopped caring the second they showed up. But I don't know. I just feel like it's a case of we've done all this damage. Let's find a way to fix it. Yeah. Um, well, spoiler. Five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. Um, if you haven't already watched the Pokemon uh, Legends Arceus special that's been made on YouTube, I haven't, and I I haven't, but go ahead. Okay. Well, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn are still bad guys that are uh, trying to get into the same universe as uh, uh, their original team. Cyrus. Cyrus, okay. Yeah, but wait, it, wait, net, you mean Netflix or did you mean YouTube? Because I think those are two different things. No, it's on Netflix. Okay, yeah, but you said YouTube, so I'm like, wait, oh. that's a different Legends Arceus thing. But, oh, okay. But overall, I, I don't know, and we kind of talked about this in the Lucas video, and I feel bad because I kept saying the wrong person who... I, you remember Mars, correct? The one with the yeah. red hair? Mm -hmm. I meant to say, maybe Lucas finds a way to turn Mars around because I'd never really liked the finale of Team Galactic, but I kept saying Jupiter, and it would, when I go back and listen to that video, I hate myself a little more than I already do.
But I don't know. I just like to think that these teams realize, wow, we caused a lot of pain and suffering. Let's mm-hmm. clean up. Sure, not every team has to have that moment, but it feels like for a series like Pokemon, where everything's a happy ending in some cases, it feels like more more of these teams should be like, let's redeem ourselves in a way. Yeah, I guess right now the real question is, is... so I mean, we kind of... I don't know. We we weren't we didn't spend enough time in Galar to know if um Chairman Rose's foundation is going to do that or not. It's just one of those we just we need more information and we should have spent more time there to find out. Yeah, but I I like I said, I was just trying for something new. <laughs> Overall, well like obviously, like I said, not every single team has to have that moment. But just I thought it would have been cool for some of them more than others. Yeah. So Kind of tying into this, I, I'm going to move this to my honorable mention, and that's specifically Team Rocket, Jesse, James, and Meowth. I talked about it in um, our review of uh, the first part of Pokemon Master Journeys, or is it, this is Ultimate Journeys, right? This is Ultimate Journeys, I believe. Okay. Pokemon Ultimate Journeys Part 1 that just came out on Netflix in the US, where they meet up with uh, Cassidy and Butch again, and the pretty much tell them, oh, you don't have to make Team Rocket your life, which would be a really nice way to end Team Rocket's story if they ever do end the anime. Team Rocket decides to go do their own thing and it's not there anymore. It's... I don't know. They just they figure out what they want to do that isn't uh, try to steal other people's Pokemon. Do I think that'll ever happen? Probably not, but it's worth a... Uh, shot that they get their own final happy ending where they get to be whatever they actually want to be us yeah i can agree with that i feel like maybe if anything like i said that should have happened in sun and moon because they seemed very happy in sun and moon then again i'm a little mad at you because i remember i said oh they're some of the best villains in anime and you're like eh, no they're they're not and i was i'm still mad about that to this day (laughs) yeah they're they're woefully incompetent. So are we. <laughs> well, that's obvious, but... <laughs> but in all seriousness, though, I wouldn't want it to be like, an oh, this episode, they learn that, and then they retire. I would want... Look, look to me, if you're going to give Ash, like, a long-term goal or long-term change, change in certain seasons, do that with Team Rocket. I'm more, mm-hmm. especially considering Sword and uh, I was almost said Sword and Shield, that Journeys kind of had the not do a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Have them be in more episodes, but don't just have it be, oh, we're gonna capture Pikachu. Just have it be a case of, huh, maybe they're finding what their passions, what they want to do. But no matter what, make it so they do it as a team. I can't have mm-hmm. them separating at the end of the series. It would break my heart. Well, I could actually almost see team them becoming um Pokemon Rangers. Because they've They've shown that they really do care about Pokemon uh, in the end and that uh, they're willing to do and release their Pokemon so that they can be happy and other Pokemon can be happy. So I think that, that would they would make excellent Pokemon Rangers. And I would love to see them be like, if it jumps 10 years, they're the most successful Pokemon Rangers in uh, the Kanto region. I would love that only if Jesse had the highest marks for capturing Pokemon with her Styler, but James just talks to them because James is known for just talking to mm-hmm. Pokemon and they automatically love him. It's like, he's not technically capturing them, but 
he's getting the job done, so he's getting high marks regardless. Yeah, and Meowth is like the uh, able to talk with Pokemon and tell and find out what's wrong and help get them into the right position for their missions. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that would be really good. I honestly kind of thought about putting them on my list, but I'm just like, they, to me, they're kind of already the good guys. This would just be the perfect ending to their full redemption arc that we got for 20 years. Yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely understand that though. Uh, your next honorable mention, uh, Pat from Mega Man Star Force. Okay. This one always kind of bothered me because Pat starts off and he's one of the friendlier characters to Geo, especially when Geo's going through his whole, I don't want to get close to people because I, they could disappear and that could make me sad, his depression arc. But Pat was always friendly to Geo for the most part, but he had this alter ego named Ray who basically corrupted him, him because Pat's backstory kind of sucks he was left in he was basically left in a dump by his parents and abandoned by them really yeah they are awful people wow so he tries to find the positives in life but his counterpart ray kind of corrupts him and turns him into basically basically a mega man villain and, and like with all the the enhancements and everything at the end of the day, Geo saves him and also thanks him because Pat's kind of the person who helps Geo the most, at least early on in the series. But then at the but then later down the line of the series, he kind of gets corrupted again by Ray and just what he, and the form he becomes. Uh, ultimately, Mega Man saves the day again, and then they wipe his memories and pretty much any trace of the abilities he had. Honestly, I kind of didn't like this because one, he fell down the rabbit hole again, and two, well, I kind of liked him with his powers. I'd like to think that him and Mega Man kind of being, I don't want to say a duo of sorts, but something kind of, like, think of it like Static Shock. Static Shock is the hero, but his best friend still has powers and he's still very useful. He just doesn't <laughs> do quite as much as Static Shock. I just think something like that could have worked, especially since... You could honestly argue that Pat was Geo's best friend, and maybe vice versa. So something like that, because he didn't do much afterwards. Okay, I can I can see that. Um, I, I don't know Star Force well enough, but it sounds like an interesting character with the whole backstory about being thrown away. So his parents are the worst. Come on, people! If you're if you can't take care of your kid. You have like three months to take them to the to a hospital or a fire station or something, and you could literally uh, have your kid there if you can't do anything else for them. Yeah, uh, uh, and the weird thing for me is they must have gone out of their way to go to a dumpster. Not like, hey, the fire station's like right down the block. No, let's go out twenty minutes for this. It's it's it was silly. At the same time, though, I liked Pat. He he, he was a good friend. That's good. All right, my next honorable mention. So this is one, it's kind of iffy if they have an, a real redemption arc yet or not. Um, and that's Bellamy from One Piece. So it's not really a spoil because the Dress Rosa arc happened, I don't know, 10 years ago or something. So yeah, go for it. Um, Bellamy first, first showed up in the original part of the series as a bad guy, he was uh, pretty much telling everybody that 
the one piece wasn't real and if you think it is then you're stupid and he's like the anti-luffy at this point but he's um he pretty much decides that um he all he wants to do is join doflamingo's crew to be able to i don't know help, pretty much help himself and make his life better but uh and that's when we find out in Just Rosa, the Doflamigo's arc that Bellamy's pretty much about to join. He's gotten to this point, but he respects Straw Hat now because he's discovered that, oh, there are stuff like Sky Island and all this other stuff I said didn't exist. And so the One Piece might be real, but I'm, I still want to join uh, Doflamingo and all that. And Doflamingo betrays him and all that. I really think Bellamy should have joined the Straw Hat Grand Fleet at the end of the Dressrosa arc. Made himself realize that Luffy, of everybody, Luffy is going to be most likely to become Pirate King and actually use it for good and help people become their best selves, which I think would have been really nice for Bellamy. Yeah, I can, I can kind of understand that. At, the thing is, I don't, here's the thing. I know this character. I recognize this character. I don't remember that much about him, though. He's one of those characters that I'm like, you know, maybe I would like you, but I, I don't know. There are too many characters in One Piece that they do a really good job with, uh, to the point where sometimes you forget about the other ones. Yeah, he's... Yeah, as I said, his first part, he's very much, like, doesn't believe in anything, says if it's not easily seeable it's not real and, and like the sky island that's his big thing he says the sky island doesn't exist and then uh Do flamingo shows up and actually beats him up at the end of the season oh, I arc, remember that. arc so yeah he's one of those that i think in the dress rosa arc he gets a much better uh kind of start of a redemption arc i just i don't know he i'm guessing he might show up again as a like ally of luffy but not like how to put it he's not a direct uh subordinate like if you join the Stra um straw hat clan grand fleet but i could see him becoming a uh ally of luffy later at least still yeah i i can understand that like i said i don't always remember the most about one piece because it's like two thousand episodes long but I, I, I can definitely co-sign on to that. I, I rem the little, little, little I remember about him, I'm like, he was, he was all right. He was cool. All right. Do you have uh, one more honorable mention, or did you lose it when, you, when we switched things up? Oh, uh, no, I have one more honorable mention. <laughs> Go ahead. Adrian Gecko from Yu-Gi-Oh! GX. Okay. Okay, I always kind of felt... Uh, admittedly, I did not like this character when I first met him. I just thought he was kind of boring, but then I realized, no, no, the dub made him hilarious. Yes, like... I, I don't know, it always kind of felt like he wasn't really supposed to do all that much in, in Season 3, but then, towards, like, the middle of it, he ends up siding with the main villain, Yu Bell. Oh, basically, because he starts off as a rich, as a poor kid, he becomes super rich, and he kind of sides with you, Bell, for basically for more and more power. Sure, it ends up screwing over a good amount of the characters, including his, I guess, main right hand person, Echo, and he ends up costing Echo her life. And then at 
later down the line, he ends up losing his own to the few characters in Yu-Gi-Oh who die and don't come back. It's kind of crazy. At the same time, though, oh, I would have liked him to have come back and kind of because they they get left in the other dimension. Everybody else returns home. I kind of would have liked had he come back and then realized I'm going to go back to the other dimension. And everyone's like, why? What are you doing, you idiot? He's like, I want to go back and save the person who was always there for me, who I couldn't save, who I basically let die. I don't know, a tiny little arc like that, like one or two episodes where he learned his lesson and feels guilty. I would have liked that, especially since he didn't seem like that bad of a person when we first met him. Yeah, I, as I said, I've only seen through part of season two, so I need to catch up on this. I've got a lot of stuff I'm planning to watch. I just need to get around to it. So I don't know his storyline, but it sounds like an interesting one, especially like, so they actually say die in this part. I, well, in the Japanese version, it's death. And the other version, I think it's just sent to the stars or whatever, which actually kind of sounds more badass if I'm kind of thinking about, <laughs> I'm going to send you to the stars. That actually sounds kind of cool in a way. Sounds like uh, what Elon Musk and uh, Jeff Bezos are going to keep doing. They're just going to, okay, you're now a prisoner. Congratulations, you're going to the penal colony in space. I was about to say, do you think space battleship Yamoto, do you think they're out there? Do you think we'd run into them at some point? Well, seeing as it's supposed to be our the future of our planet, then no. Oh, that's unfortunate. Not only that with Ge with Adrian Gecko, they also make him kind of hilarious in the dub because he straight up said, because he duels Chaz and he said, and Chaz is like, so are we going to duel? And Adrian says, sure. Her. The sooner we, the faster we duel, the less bad dialogue I have to hear. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> he starts breaking the fourth wall a little too much because he also says, I'm going to activate my face down cards. And Chaz is like, how? And Adrian says, well, easy. I just call out their names dramatically and then they appear. Have you ever played this game before? Because it's a pretty common occurrence. Oh, God. Now I've got to sit down and watch this. I was debating which to see, the finish up GX or watch 5Ds, so... Well, you could do, do GX and then 5Ds. Like, like I said, I finally finished the fourth season, and I do want to talk about it at some point, but just not right now. But I thought Gecko could have had a good redemption arc, even if everybody hates him, Which, but it feels like they hate him for the right reasons, because he did something wrong. So maybe him doing something right could turn things. And I can see of them, uh, Jaden would be like the first one to always seem to forgive. So, like of of the protagonists, he's like the first one I always picture forgiving yeah. someone. Yeah. Then again, he's kind of the reason most of the stuff in season three is going down. So even if he didn't forgive Adrian, I'd be like, you can't talk, buddy. All right, but yeah, no, I'll, I'll co-sign. It sounds interesting, and I need to go back and finish that series. So okay. All right, my last honorable mention is Sukasa from Dr. Stone. I've talked about him a little bit before. He's the world's strongest primate high schooler, I think is his nickname for his MMA fighting. And pretty much his he's awakened to help save uh oh god I forgot their actual names the main characters from a lion that's attacking them and he ends up uh getting just uh, revealing that he views that they should rebuild the world, but without uh, interference from 
like the adults who the who he views corrupted the world and uh they need to remain kind of in the stone age they shouldn't advance themselves back to where they were and he builds an army based on strength when while they're building uh their world uh based on science so it's an interesting back and forth he's an honorable mention because he kind of has a redemption towards the end of uh the second season um because you find out that a whole reason he kind of has this view is because his sister became very ill it's kind of hinted that she might have been like beaten into a coma by someone and that's kind of where yeah it's it's not said, but it's kind of implied because that's where I get his idea of he doesn't like the adults because of this. And in the end, he ends up kind of coming around to the idea because it's he finds out that uh, science can now actually possibly save his sister. So it's a back and forth kind of thing. I, I, like I said, Dr. Stone's kind of weird for me. I heard it's good i want to believe it's good but like i said it's one of those shows that i don't i don't haven't given a chance and i kind of don't know why i don't really know what it is yeah it's one of those that i mean i recommend it it's really enjoyable and you get i don't know how true some of the stuff is but it is uh because they've mentioned on some shows that the science isn't exact but it's kind of cool learning where some of the stuff is real, though, so... It just says, hey, we're making most of this up, so, um... Maybe don't try this stuff. Well, it, it like... When he's making gunpowder, he, um... He... They don't actually give you, like, okay, this is what you need to make it, kind of thing. They, they tell you, okay, well, you can make it out of this, which is true, but they don't give you the whole process, so you can't just go make homemade gunpowder. I mean, to be fair, they probably do that for a reason of maybe we don't tell these people how to do these ridiculously dangerous things. So in a sense, maybe that's, that's why they do it. That is very true. Yeah, that's what I was talking about, though. It's they leave out the steps to 100 percent do it to prevent people injuring themselves. And a lot of stuff like there's a lake of um, hydrochloric acid. It's like to be that pure acid in, in a lake form would be very interesting to find, but... Uh, and, uh, you can go looking for that. I'm just... I'm gonna leave it alone. Alright. So ready for our final ones? I can be. Alright. Yeah, like I said, you took the Ginyu Force. That kind of messed with... That kind of messed with me in some cases. So I kind of had to go with one of the most... With a pretty boring answer, I have to say. I'm sorry. Okay. Hey, but I, I think in some senses I could be able to save it. And that's Turles from Dragon Ball. Okay. I don't know. To me, Turles never really sold me as a villain. On the one hand, he's kind of cool. Like, I like a lot of his techniques, and maybe that's the one reason I want him to be a good guy, because I can see it more. On the other hand, though, it's just like, oh, I want the Tree of Might. So I can gain power and take over the world. Okay? But, like, why? Say in blood, I get it. But at the same time, I don't know. Maybe it's a case of he kind of realizes, like, through Vegeta, huh, this tree kind of doesn't mean anything. Like, they have trained naturally, and they're way stronger than me. 
So maybe it's a case of like most Dragon Ball villains, I'm just training so I can beat you guys. But then deep down, he starts to think to himself, mm, no, that's the, look, I don't want to admit it, but I do like living in this type of harmony at times. Even once again, he's a Saiyan. He's going to want to beat some people up. But just, I don't know. Like I said, Turles never fully grabbed me as a villain. So part of me was kind of like, I don't know, maybe something, maybe he has like a little redemption of some kind. I could see that. Yeah, he... I'm just trying to think. There's... Yeah. That would make, what, seven Saiyans that survives at this point? Man, you took the Ginyu Force. I, I know. Come up, I, I was struggling to come up with something. No, but I can understand Turles. He's an interesting one. He's Goku Black before Goku Black was a thing. Yeah. Hey, I thought about saying Android 13, but there would have been too many trucker hat, hat jokes of me making, so I decided mm, no, not that one. Yeah. He'd make an excellent hero. Just he it turns out that he's like the older brother of 16 and 17. Oh god. <laughs> but I don't know. Like I said, I just think and plus he has this group of like henchmen. Maybe, maybe it's a case of they leave and he's like, no, I'm going to stay here. One of you is in charge. I'm going to... Or maybe they all leave together and Turlish just appears every now and then. Like I said, because some of his attacks were really cool. I could see him have been him being part of like the Galactic Patrol or something. Yeah. And then when Jocko does the pose, he's like, no, no. He just, like, they're all doing the pose and he just stands there like in the back. I would love oh. that. I love we we took something that I kind of just threw out there, and I'm actually starting to like it now. I actually kind of want it to be canon. That would be hilarious, and that would give him a chance to be like he's a hero in the background that you don't see very often. Yeah, and plus they could, and plus Goten or something could. Like, hey, Uncle Turles, it's like we're not related. I just look like your dad. That's just like why do you look like me? Because I've never understood why they looked alike. Third cousin, twice removed. Sure, why not? But calling him Uncle Turles would get funny, and he just kind of gets sick of it. It's like, I'm not sure. Fine, whatever. Uh, I can see Goku just walking up, Cousin! <laughs> just keeps... He does that, but Tur <laughs> Turles smiles like he's going in for the hug, but then he just punches Goku in the stomach like, you idiot. Uh, yeah, okay, we've got an excellent idea. Yeah. Toriyama, like go ahead and take that. <laughs> yeah. But also, I, get, I kind of just like him because he was kind of a class... Like, he wasn't as aggressive as all the other Saiyans. He was a little bit classier and more intelligent, so that's what it is. I, like I said, it was kind of an, a random answer that I kind of just came up with, but I liked Turles. Turles, like, maybe he could have been a cool hero. Yeah, I didn't even think about him. I was trying to... Um, I was trying to pick if I wanted, like, a second Dragon Ball character, Dragon Ball Z character, and I didn't even think of him. Because I thought, like, maybe Raditz, but... Raditz is, is Raditz. Raditz didn't feel important enough to say, let's bring him back as a villain, uh, as a hero. Which is kind of sad, seeing as he's actually Goku's brother. Yeah, I, I honestly thought Raditz, but I'm like, eh. We kind of talked about him living, but like I, like I said, it was something different. Yeah, and if just go to Masako X's channel and watch his whole, whole thing on what if Raditz turned good. Yeah, and then I said at one point, oh, the Ginyu Force should live, and... and strangely enough we use that today all right ready for my last one go for it all right i picked kirigiri from my hero academia so this one might happen 
that's the thing. Um, so he, spoiler alert, five, four, three, two, one. He's been revealed to be the former friend of uh, their uh, teacher, uh, Aizawa, the guy who erases everybody else's powers. He's uh, who was killed in an accident while they were uh, still like third year students and training themselves and ends up um, getting taken by the bad guys and turned into uh, one of their uh, Nomu is what they're called. They're Are those pretty... those weird monster looking things? Yes. And you're surprised uh, I knew that. Yeah. But well, they're they become kind of a big thing in anime lately. So at least they, they're talked about a lot. Anyways. But yeah, he's turned into one of those, but with a bit more intelligence and used as a bad guy to protect uh the League of Villains and uh stuff. I could uh but then he's captured at the end of uh Shark is that the that one is You're not gonna get any help from me. I don't know what you're talking about. The Makako Retrieval Mission, that's what it is. So, I know, they have their own retrieval mission arc. Uh, I remember you talking about it. I also remember almost falling asleep because I'm like, I have no idea what the hell he's talking about, and he's <laughs> taking the scenic route. But yeah, so... I just, I could see him, because when they discovered that he's uh, their friend, and still, but still a bad guy, I really would, I, I kind of hope that they're able to help him, and either get him back to him himself or uh and or that they get him or have him pass away because he is technically dead he's a corpse that they reanimated so that happens way too many times that, that that happens way too many times in anime that we all just go oh he's dead but he's also kind of not mm. yeah so i i hope they turn him good because mr aizawa really needs a win he's he's been beaten like to all all over the place in the last few arcs like so i yeah I, I just i'm caught up on the manga at least a little bit so i know what's happening so i'm yeah that's why i know about him yeah. and i can co-sign but i do have like a somewhat follow-up of a question go ahead would you put like if we were to do another one of these lists which we don't we wouldn't have to do anytime soon would you put toga on this list I didn't Possibly. mean to put you on the spot this bad much. I need to see where her character's going in the manga, because they they kind of started like her final battle, and then they haven't really gone back to it, as far as I'm aware. I, I'm i not like 100%. I, I missed certain weeks of catching up, so I know the gist. So I may have missed one where it was the end of her story, but I, I, just, I, I would need to know where her story is right now before I would, could give you a true answer. Okay, but would you want to? Would you? So, but yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, plus the, plus the shipping base needs the shipping base needs it for Deku and Toga because that's that's the main ship, right? Of course, no. But uh, she's an interesting character because of some stuff we've learned. I could, I could, I could see her getting a redemption arc, but I also could see her staying the villain the entire time as well. You just had to. You just had to dump on my dreams like that. 
have. You just had to dump on my dreams like that. It's like it's like when we were watching Pokemon and you dumped on my trip Chloe fan fiction. You suck for that. <laughs> but yeah, I can I can co-sign. All right. And tune in for our next list, which is most random anime shippings. Just kidding. We're probably not doing that. It's just random characters shipped between anime that don't have anything to do with each other. Uh, sure, sure, why not? Uh, and for my and for my next character, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Tomoko from Watamote and Yusuke from Yu Yu Hakusho. She would be miserable. <laughs> uh, no, but I think that's about it for our villains that could have been heroes or could become heroes. Yeah, but overall, what? Let us know what you guys think. Are there any villains who you think maybe these guys could have gotten their own redemption in art? Villains, whether you it was built from nothing, built from something, just anything. Let us know villains that you think could have gone to the light side. Exactly. And uh, hey, if you want to give us ideas, go ahead. Uh, we're probably doing the opposite of this. Heroes that could have become villains or had a dark arc. Yeah. Yeah, I, th there are people asking for different types of videos, and some some of them I'm saying yes, we're do we should do it, and others of them I'm saying uh, I don't know, maybe maybe not, but we'll talk about that afterwards. <laughs> but be sure to smash, snack, and pin the like, subscribe, and comment button, and we will see you guys next time. This has been Alex and Richard, and you have been listening to the Anime Egotists. Good night and peace easy.